this is Eric Smith from Sioux Falls. And uh, boy, we have got a lot to share. So we're going to maybe we're going to go a little bit over. I don't know. We're just going to cover what we need to cover because there's a lot of things happening. Um, we had been talking just before we started our broadcast. And that's when I said, man, we just need we should have just recorded all that from the beginning. So let's kind of have a, uh, a redo of all of this stuff. Going back to um, some of the things that you're personally experiencing there in Sioux Falls, um, sure. you know, to let you take the lead because it's stuff that you have to be very careful how you say what you say. Yeah. So I let you go ahead and, and do that. Sure. Uh, well, as everybody knows, uh, there's the mandate uh, for the COVID shot, which is obviously affecting a lot of people, um, predominantly if you work in government or healthcare or, you know, a public education type environment, you know, you're most likely forced with the with a mandate to take a COVID shot. Now, I know that Biden came along and actually um, instituted any employer with 100 employees or more has to have a shot ma mandate or you can have an exemption, but you uh, you are subjugated to being tested for seven days. And, um, you know, particularly within the organization I work for, which I'll, I'll probably kind of leave that off because I because of certain reasons, but um, we have about 45,000 employees and um, it's been a very strange place uh, through this whole COVID, but especially now um, living in the state of South Dakota, we pretty much have our freedom for the most part when it comes to COVID. Uh, going everywhere, not having to wear a mask, you know, going to a football game or anything like that. Everything is fine, except certain things. Like when I go to work, uh, it's like it's a pandemic, right? But then I get off work and and then everything is like normal. And more and more people are picking up on the fact that something's not quite right, um, that a narrative is being pushed. Uh, that this is a pandemic and People are dying and they're really getting pushy, pushy with the shot. You got to get the shot. Everything's about the shot. Nothing else matters. Get the shot. Get the shot. Um, even Biden said uh, when there was a like a big storm down in Louisiana or a hurricane, uh, he said something to the fact of uh, what was most important in that moment was that you get the shot, <laughs> not whether you had electricity or food or running water. It's just get the shot. Um, and the big push around that uh, for everybody is that the reality is, is a lot of these corporations unfortunately took took money from the government during they took COVID money during this whole uh, false pandemic, and now now they have to pay the price. And they have, it's basically it is a government mandate, but it's being forced through the corporations to um, make people take this shot. So. You know, everything at work is they provide us with daily stats of how many people are in the hospital, who's in the ICU, who's in the uh, on ventilators, how many, uh, you know, how many people even break it down to how many people have been vaccinated versus unvaccinated. And the great lie that they're pushing, and I'm sure it's not just here, but also other healthcare systems is that. What they're doing is they're having people that are hospitalized, right? And they may be in there for something else, or they may have organ failure from or some other issues. 
that require them to be on a ventilator or, or ICU. And they're testing them for COVID anyway. And then they're using that. See, they're in there for COVID and they're either vaccinated or unvaccinated, even though it's not, um, you know, they're, you can really skew the numbers uh, to really uh, make things worse than what, what it is. And unfortunately, the big motiv motivation for them to get everybody to take this shot is because the test that they use, the PCR test, the laboratory test they've used this entire through this pandemic is fraudulent and highly inaccurate. What you witnessed last year was that, you know, you had every these positive COVID cases and everybody that was sick and dying had COVID. But the reality is, is they all had the flu. That's what they had. And they were limited but, um, how much medical attention they get because the hospitals were flooded with so-called. Right. Uh, so even those people, they could have treated with ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, but instead they allowed them to get worse and go on the ventilators, which basically means almost, most likely you'll, you, you will die, you know, from that in order to get those numbers up. So the CDC declared that the PCR test that we've used this entire time is widely inaccurate. It's, it's even on their, their website and that they're coming out with a brand new test for uh, that's going to be instituted on the end of December, okay? That test, you're gonna see all positive cases for COVID virtually disappear and you're going to see the flu come right back. That's what you're going to see. So if they don't get everybody vaccinated by that date, well, guess what? When they start using that new test and all of a sudden COVID disappears, but you have this wide of array of people that are not vaccinated, people are going to start asking questions. And a lot of people are going to be in a lot of trouble everywhere. CDC, who healthcare yeah. system, pharmaceutical companies. Uh, and that's the great, the great lie is that they could have treated them with ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, which is relatively cheap. But, you know, again, when you can take, you give people shots, there's billions of dollars to be made in pushing those shots. Um, any, any veterinarian that uh, they all use ivermectin on animals and yep. they miraculously cures, um, yeah. And restoration. I mean, so the lies that they're trying to tell us about the dangers, well, we don't know. It's never been used on humans. It's been used on humans in cases of emergency, but they're oh, not yeah. any of that. In, and, in, and, in India, in India, they've they have that is their drug of choice. In fact, they produce it there. Uh, they've eradicated their uh, their respiratory issues with this, and there's a complete media blackout with this right now because. It's readily cheap. Um, I've even had a couple of people in town here that, you know, they can't get it from their local uh, major hospital system. So they actually either do, there are a few independent clinics uh, that are separated from the hospitals that will that will prescribe it to you. And I've had multiple people that, uh, that were pretty sick and they literally got ivermectin and within one to two days, their symptoms were gone and they were fine. Uh, but yet the hospitals and the doctors are saying, no, you can't take that. That will kill you. Right. Or yep. the, you go to the pharmacist and, and they'll, they'll get bitterly angry about it is because they're protecting that because there's money to be made in the shot. But the reality is the shot has graphene oxide in it, uh, which is no good for anybody. And for no. anybody that understands graphene 
oxide, you, you go look at some of the videos, you can find how it responds to uh, sound and frequency. It does a lot of interesting things um, in terms of its behavior. But they, I saw one video where they were they were playing some frequency and it was literally building a uh, a, a nanite organized organism um, based on the frequency. And guess what that frequency is? And take a guess. Oh no. 5G. It's 5G. 5G. Yep. <laughs> you, you see most of the commercials on TV uh, for the major cell carriers. They're they're literally giving away the 5G phones. They want everybody having them because it interacts with the shot that's in you to build the organ, uh, basically the organ or not not the organic organism, but the organism built on nanotechnology to do whatever it needs to do in your body and control you and uh, affect your health. You know, and of course, there's a a lot of health issues showing up. I've heard everything from people's hair falling out, uh, Bell palsy. Um, you know, aneurysms on the brain, heart issues, inflammation, uh, pericardia, myocardia, um, blood more clots. More gallons uh, associated with that. Yeah, more of, gallons. Yep. And then the other thing. Still saying that doesn't even exist. Yeah. Yep. has more gallons that it doesn't exist. And here's the other thing is it's, it, it also attaches uh, to the reproductive um Yes. The male, and you know, not that I want to talk too much about this, but especially like males, they'll 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 experience swelling of that area down there. But basically, they're being sterilized. I was going to say, ultimately, it's a sterilization to uh, yep. make an entire race extinct. You know, over time, you know, and these things that we're talking about right now, I I don't know how people. You can think I'm bat crap crazy, but I don't care. Um, God has something to do with Stargate SG-1, the TV series, and Atlantis Stargate. All the things that we just discussed are in the different programs, describing the physics in detail, describing um, the chemistry, and even quantum physics. It's just incredible how these truths are being disseminated. And I don't think they're being disseminated by the enemy. I think it's somehow God has something to do with it. And this is a way for us to understand. Um he has spoken to me through my prayer life. When I pray, sometimes I, I've been watching the 10-year series SG-1 and the five-year series of Stargate Atlantis. I am just amazed at all of the spiritual and, and literal physical evidence and the biological and uh, physical, just basic physics that is put through that, that program. And it seems that I hit the right programs at the right time when I'm praying and asking about different situations coming up. And it's just unbelievable how it just confirms everything that I've already seen in the scriptures that describe it. Some of it has helped me direct myself to the scriptures, going in prayer, saying, Lord, is this really, am I really seeing this? What is this? Where is it in your word? And boom, you know, within days, I find it in the word. That's how my book was written, Beyond Science Fiction. Um, the next book I'm I'm writing is an update version of that just called echoes of enoch the ministry and in my uh biography which explains in detail how god has led me to use different various things now i don't think it's so strange anymore though eric because i think that now people themselves that are praying that are wanting to know the truth from jesus they're going and they're asking and they're getting answers from secular movies from music from, I mean, just, you know, and and Chris, through Christian channels, through, you know, uh, songs and music and, and media. But 
God is not restricted or limited to anything. He can speak to us through everything. And so we're getting a mixture and a wide variety of different ways where the Holy Spirit is confirming and showing us these truths. And sometimes it is from uh, even the occult. You know, they have a proper understanding of the physics with a wrong metaphysics uh, premise and conclusion. But it doesn't take away from the fact that there's a real physical um, description that is it lines up with science. It's what God created. God created everything with a structure and an order. He didn't create it out of uh, to be just chaos, but everything has a physics, which is just simply how God had structured everything together. And he claims that he is able to hold and to do all things together and the things that are destroyed to bring them back to restoration. That's a promise from God. He makes everything perfect in his time, which time meaning in his third dimension. But in the other two, it's pretty screwed up. And he warns that in the last days, it's going to get really, really screwed up. And it's beyond just, you know, where where God told Daniel to shut up and seal up the meaning of the visions that he had said, because they wouldn't understand it until acknowledge would increase and people would run to and fro. If you do a complete actual study of to and fro, you get a definition from the Bible that's different than just hopping on a plane and going from one place to another. It's literally to and fro is literally mean up and down, up and down from where, up and down from dimension, up and down from time, space. The whole thing, the tribulation period is being described as an agitation of things that were once, you know, solid and firm the way God created. It's an agitation, not of just political um, things on Earth, but it's an agitation of space, time and and, uh, dimension. And that's what we're seeing done through CERN. That's what we're seeing seeing done through just all of these manipulations, the uh, the uh, fact that that nanobots are in all almost all kinds of different things my gosh you know if you notice i kind of changed my look here i shaved a little bit and got rid of it i learned that the bonding agent that makes the dye change the hair color is the same chemical basis not combined together but the chemicals that restructure rna which rna is the written code for the key for dna so if you can rearrange the RNA, you're readjusting the base code for manip- manipulation of DNA. So I'm going, oh, my God, I'm putting this stuff on my hair, and it's the same stuff that exists in um, – I forgot the name. What did you say that's in the um, uh, the tests with you know where they shove that swab up through your nose? Yeah, I don't remember the, what the chemical name is. Uh, the other thing I was talking about, that the swabs have graphene oxide on them, but that's yeah. not – that's not the only thing. It's there's another chemical that's actually a carcinogen um, that you know they stick it up there can actually cause disease and, and cancer in general. So um, I should really find what that chemical name is, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Well, you know the thing is that if you remember a while back when when the pandemic first came out, and I went with a movie crew across the street to the uh, uh, gas station there, and it was during rush hour traffic, so it was the busiest time, and I'm on a uh, four-lane divided highway. And uh, Fauci from uh, World Health Organization warned that the two places you would want to wear gloves and shouldn't touch anything where you're most likely to get COVID-19 was on a hand- door handle to a big box store or uh, the gas pump at any gas pump, uh, gas station. So don't touch, don't even touch them. So I took a camera crew over there, and I licked the handle of the gas pump, and then I did a swirly on the on the trigger. 
And I told everybody, I said, now I may get sick, but I'm not going to die. I've got five different immune compromises. I'm a heart patient with five artery bypass, uh, carotid artery bypass. I have uh, from a motorcycle accident, I've got cirrhotic nerve pain in my back. I've got, I'm a type two diabetic. So, I mean, there's so many reasons that I should not survive this, but I will live. I may get sick. I may come down with it, but I'm going to survive all of it because it's just a flu, a flu that if I take the hydroxychloroquine, which I'm going to do right after I leave here, I'm going to do it for two weeks solid. And then I'm going to um, take every kind of vitamin and D3 and other things to keep my immune system built up. Well, I did get it and I got sick, but you know what? It, that I don't think now that that's what, where I got it from. Where I got it from was a few days later. I mean, two weeks after that, I took my a friend of mine in uh, the ministry I'm with, I took him to a doctor's appointment and the nurses came out and wouldn't allow him to even come into the place until he got cotton swabbed, you know, with the um, with the swab going up the nose and everything. And then she said to me, do you would you like it? And I said, well, you know, I'm supposedly had come down with covid, but I think I got healed immediately after I took the hydroxychloroquine. But, you know, what better way to maybe verify it? I'll, yeah, okay, I'll take the test and then I'll have some kind of verification that I'm, I don't have it. Well, I didn't, but you know what? After I took that swab within two days, I was, I hit COVID-19 like I never dreamed possible. I was sick as a dog and it wasn't licking the gas pump. It was that darn swab thing that did it. I know it because the incubation period had long passed after I uh, licked the gas pump. Two weeks, nothing happened. As soon as I got that swab, in two days, man, I am sick. When I took the hydroxychloroquine right away, I got through it. But I I did it a little bit too late, and I let it get already active in different, in you know, the um, immunity things that were frail. But even then, I overcome all of it. But I overcame it because I was standing on the promises of God that says in uh, Isaiah 14, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Now, nobody reads the rest of that scripture. It says, and this is the promise to those that put their trust in him, meaning Jesus. And uh, he's our only anchor. He's our only hope to get through any of this stuff. But now I'm not afraid to talk Fruit Loopy because many, many people are going through many, many different things that they don't have answers for that are freaking them out. More and more people are having deja vu, so much to the point where you know what people are going to say, what they're going to do, what is going to be right around the corner as you're driving. I mean, more and more people are telling me, what is this? I've had this before, but man, I'm, I'm getting more and more all the time and kind of freaked out by it. And I know our listening audience can relate to a lot of this stuff. You're, you're seeing, um, remembering things that you go back to talk to other friends and all of a sudden they have a whole different memory than you do of a different scenario that's happened. And then you start questioning your sanity, what is going on here? This is manipulation on two different levels. One, there are manipulators that are traveling through time, rearranging some insignificant parts of history just to freak everybody out, to throw them off, to keep them not focused on, on the Lord. Uh, so it's a direct attack with Christians, but it's a direct attack, attack with everybody. The only ones that really have hope are Christians who know how to put their trust and faith in the Lord. And the other one is um, somehow, and I haven't, you know, I'm not going to pretend to know everything, but somehow CERN is laminating and bringing over different levels of hell into our existence. Now, it's very subtle and very, uh, but very intrusive where people and things all of a sudden take on a whole different persona. They're not the same person that you used to deal with. They have a different past, past history. 
um, things that maybe you have kept evidence of, of uh, agreements or different situations, all of a sudden it's it's totally changed. You can't find the documents or the video or anything that you used to have. It has been like rewritten, redone. I don't have the answers. I got more questions than I have answers. But I do know that what I've, when I prayed, when I've asked, the Lord has shown me that the tribulation means that not an agitation of just, you know, uh, the forces of governments on the earth. The agitation is space, time, and dimension. And that's what we're experiencing now. We're in the last, last days. So more and more of this stuff is happening. And so I feel less inhibited. Uh, now, before I used to keep my mouth shut because my main concern was I have to help victims of unwanted paranormal problems. If I get too strong on this other stuff, people won't, that door will be closed and I don't want that. So I, I kept quiet for a long time because I wanted to be able to still minister to those that were directly affected and needed help. Now, I don't care. I don't care because this is going mainstream. Everybody's experiencing these weird things and they can't explain. They start questioning their own sanity. So guess what? Come to me, come to my museum. I've got everything that, I mean, I've got it on the walls that I didn't even know sometimes why am I putting this up here? People are never going to believe this. Now all of a sudden, oh my God, I know now this is a fortress of defense. This is a place where you can go and get the things explained. And it's done in simplicity. It's done by pictures. It's done by word pictures like Jesus used and very complicated things are made very simple. So it's even been prophesied that eventually these are going to go mobile where I'll have like a, you know, you had little book units that used to go to different towns and everything and expose people to new ideas and concepts. Well, it'll be along that kind of a, a, an idea. Um, and I've been desperately working on some of these things, but you know, it's getting to a point, and I'm sure our audience can definitely relate to this. I know you can, Eric, because you got you're at the busiest time of family life that any person could ever be. You've got one entering into, um, well, you, you're still struggling with the terrible twos, and yet at the same time, you're struggling with uh, the, the time of overdose of estrogen and testosterone because you've got teenagers now that are uh, reaching that very significant time in life. These are the two most pivotal points in human growth. One is your formative years from one through five where, where you're getting your uh, defaults set. It's going to determine how you're going to believe, think, or uh, perceive things for the rest of your life. And then the second time is the time of uh, your chemistry coming to an adulthood, but your mind is still a child, so it has to readjust. So this is a time where um, it's another reset that's going to set a default for the rest of your life. So how you act and what you say to children at these two important times are going to be, as the Lord said, train up a child in the way she, he shall go. And when he is old, he will not depart. So that can be good or bad. You're going to be abusive. This is going to set a default for, you know, that's how serial killers and, and megalomaniacs end up becoming or Asperger's where they just retreat and re withdraw from everything. Um, or you can have some pretty dynamic firm-footed Christians are going to be solid and solidly grounded if you train them up in that way. So it all depends on how we do it. So I hope for all you parents out there, new or, or old, um, and maybe you did the wrong things, but you know, you're still breathing, your kids are still breathing, you still have a chance to change everything. Um, that's one thing, an aspect of quantum physics that I like is that, that there's a guarantee there that is, is almost lines up right up with the guarantee from the word of God. And it's called quantum entanglement. In other words, in the two-slit experiment, you have these um, quirks that go through the slits. And 
Sometimes they go through, sometimes they don't, sometimes they do and split off in different ways. Sometimes there's filters that are used that can uh, kind of rewrite or direct uh, what is going to be reality as it's been spoken. The spoken word as it's looked at or measured will become the reality uh, of what's going to be set in reality. But there's an overriding quality where the, the last one to go in, the first one that goes in will set what the future is. The second one has the power to rewrite and overrule everything that the first one did. The first one can't do that to the last one. The last one is the only one that can do it to the first one. So these are like the two trees in the Garden of Eden, the tree of knowledge of good and evil and the tree of uh, life. So the first one that goes through is the tree of the, you know, knowledge of good and evil. This is the world, what the world says, what the world believes, what Satan is telling the world to believe because he's the little G God of this world. So that that is what the set is. So whether it be, okay, you got cancer, you're gonna got five days to live, you're dead. Um, or, you know, you're a piece of crap, you're worthless, you're not gonna ever amount to anything. That's the first one is set for defaults for humans. And they follow that. And the second one that comes in is the word of God. It says, you are unique. I knew you before you were formed in the womb. Um, I love you and I have a plan for your life. So that can rewrite everything. Or it says, by your stripes, you are healed. So, you know, I don't have to take this death sentence. I can speak out life. I can speak out God's word, his provision and protection for me. So that overwrites everything. That is so cool because quantum physics tells us wow, we're not even living in a real world. Somebody's controlling a computer program. Who could that be? What is going on? It's the universe this, it's the universe that. That's crap. The universe is nothing but a middleman. And it was written by the processor, which is the one that created everything and runs everything. And that would be uh, the processor then in that sense would be Jesus Christ. He created all things. Nothing was created. It wasn't created by him. And the universe is just merely the program that he wrote. So people worship the program and listen to the program, what the program tells them what to do or what not to do. That's like listening to the first tree, the tree of life, knowledge of good and evil. But the second tree, tree of life, if you seek to save your life, you lose it. If you lose your life for my sake, you shall never die. So these are all biblical truths, basics of principles of Christianity, and yet they're confirmed by quantum physics. Most people shut down quantum physics. Oh, that's too, I, I can't ever understand that. No, you can, God has made a way to explain that. It's so simple that even a child can understand it. And that's what my museum is all about. And that's what I'm trying to get across to people. You don't have to be frozen or or, or shook up by this stuff. My God, when we change from, from uh, uh, horses to automobiles, the two main functions of, of what physics used in the automobile scared the tire out of people to mix them together because they didn't seem like they would ever work. One, you had uh, you had fuel like kerosene or, or um, that people were using regularly in lamps and in stoves and everything, and they knew the dangers of it and the implications of it. And the same thing was with um, um, electricity. They would use it as, you know, to, just as we came into aware of, of electricity and how to use it, they would use it as fences to keep, uh, you know, with a mild shock to keep their cattle in a certain restricted area. But they realized that, oh, here's a vehicle that mixes kerosene and, or, you know, gas and electricity. Oh, my God, how dangerous that is. So they, you know, they were afraid right away. And, of course, there were certain people hooked up with the uh, the horse industry that perpetuated and, and exaggerated all the fears and everything to make everybody fear, fearful. But fortunately, we didn't believe it. We said, no, no, we got to do this. And so we went over from a change from horses to automobiles. 
But we're in that same situation now to understanding quantum physics. It's not that hard. It doesn't have to be that hard. It confirms everything that Jesus had warned us and promised us with um, in his kingdom. So that's what we got to come to grips with. We're being fed lies. We're being fed that, that things that are actually healthy for us is unscientific and not true and it'll kill us. And we're being told that other things that have never been tested are for our health and safety. And we have to have several series of these things that have never been tested, never been scrutinized by anything. And when they have on lab rats, it killed them all. They didn't survive. It killed them. And yet this stuff, the CDC, Center for Disease Control, and whatever they show the Center for Disease Control, they got in a little left uh, or the bottom right hand corner. They got a little seal that uh, is the United States seal. And everybody thinks that the CDC is part of the United States government. They have nothing not. to do with government. The biggest sham in the world, See, Center for Disease Control. You know why there's a Center for Disease Control? Because they manufacture and create biological, virological, and chemical weapon warfare. They sell it to both sides of a war sometimes. The highest bidder gets the stuff. They don't care who they sell it to. They sell it to the whole world. So how do they know about controlling the Center for Disease? Because they created all these things. They got the patents and everything. They knew yep. about it over a long time ago, years ago, 30, 40, 50 years ago. They knew this stuff. Um, and all the evidence is there clearly on video and, and uh, uh, audio evidence that all these people, uh, Bill Gates, uh, Fauci, who were uh, dorm uh, mates at college, and then their boss, George Soros, a child prodigy, 17-year-old who was the uh, accountant for Hitler for all of the uh, acquisitions of all the things from the Jews that were going to be exterminated. Um, it's just crazy. You know, and I've said before in our podcast, you know, that George Soros, he was the biggest, uh, um, oh, when he, he ripped Hitler off big time. Um I forget the technical word now. I'm having a senior moment. Anyways, he basically, you know, when he was counting up all of the resources, what they would do is they would take everything that they had brought with them, and then they would find out uh, the Jewish uh, people are being exterminated, what kind of land, property they or their relatives owned, and they would uh, take all of it. And when they took it, then George Soros, being the, the man who was going to give an account for it, embezzling. He was the biggest embezzler in the world. He embezzled more money from Hitler than anyone did on any time in, in, in the planet. So much so that at the end of the war, as he was going one for the Führer, two for me, 10 for the Führer, 20 for me, he was absconding all this money. He bought the very conglomerate octopus, mega um, German uh, industry that created Zyklon B, uh, IG Farben. He bought it. He bought IG Farben out completely. Then he broke it up into little different sections. One of them was a, and, and by doing that, he figured it would make it unbelievable that any of these things were part of the Third Reich. So what he did was he broke up one and called it Mandura, and they created different uh, viral cures or whatever. And the other one was Pfizer, who are the two main uh, manufacturers of uh, the vaccine, Mandura and Pfizer. Yeah, Moderna and Pfizer, yep. Yep, and it all connects back. Um, these are the elite that have an Agenda 21, which set up the Georgia Guidestones on a 33.3 degree parallel uh, thing in Georgia, which was a kind of a uh, what we we call the Georgia Guidestones because it's kind of like the the um, uh, Stonehenge in, in in England, 
that is literally spelling out certain different events that would happen in history. So they put it on the 33.3 degree line. That number means that that's the highest level that a normal, normal human being can obtain knowledge. Anything above that, the knowledge he gets is coming from supernatural beings. We would call them um, fallen angels. The world would call them in, uh, aliens. And this is where the whole alien, ancient aliens religion has been set up to, to accept the biggest ruse in ever in mankind. And that's this phony rapture, phony same but opposite tribulation where good is evil and evil is good. We're being programmed by all of this stuff, whether it be through cartoons, whether it be through games, now on the internet where you can have a whole um, uh, complete unit fighting different other you know enemies and everything. So they're getting the same kind of koinia um, relationship with people in real conflict that just all make believe, but yet they're experiencing the same kind of conditioning that veterans of any war or our veterans have experienced in, in the military. And it's building up not strong people, it's building up deceived people who are strongly yep. according to their programming. So, yeah, <clears throat> we're really in a big mess. We're in a mess spiritually, we're in a big mess emotionally, we're in a big mess physically. Uh, unfortunately, everybody's handling the physical and the um, scriptural part, but hardly anybody's addressing the emotional part. The fact is that, okay, we can see these things are happening. We can see them uh, in scripture. It's part of prophecy. It's part of what God had said was going to happen. We can see that we need certain preparations, maybe in the natural. So we store food and water and, and different things and get in a safe location or whatever. But we're actually going to go through all this stuff. It's one thing to see it and know it, but it's another thing to experience it. So some of us have actually experienced different elements of it. You and I have when we went traping through the desert in uh, Sonoa Desert and, and uh, looked for the Fortress of Anu. And most people don't go to that depth. But when you do, then you see what real reality is, a whole different level of supernatural spiritual warfare that is connected to our everyday mundane activities. Now, recently, I know, Eric, you've been going through this. I've been going through this. I think most of the people in our audience who are connected to God, who wants the truth above anything else, they're experiencing it. They're being thrown everything and anything the devil can put at them to keep them off course, to keep them not focused. And the thing is right now, the, the biggest thing we need to do is to stay focused on the promises and provision of God. If he hasn't told us any other details further than where we're at, then we just got to default back to what the last things that he told us to do and stand on that and not be movable. We may not go forward, we may not go backward. Well, we can't go backwards, so don't let the devil put us going backward. We have to stand our ground. Stand and wait and see the salvation of the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. We have our, uh, if you can't do anything else right now, you just need to stake a stand on what God has already told you. Start journaling everything that you experience, all your dreams, any visions, um, things that God has told you through the silliest different movies or media. Um, <clears throat> whatever he's told you, write it down. That way you can, <clears throat> when you're kind of questioning where you're going what should i take the next step look back and see what god has been telling you and you'll see a pattern and a path that he's already prepared and it'll help you to reflect and see where that next step is going to be going in a direction the enemy is doing everything he can to throw us off to keep us not centered on on trusting in the lord sometimes we're not going to get all the answers but we will get enough that'll give us a piece that passes all understanding that's what we got to do but man there's so much going on what's some of the other things that we had talked about eric i'm I, you know i'm i did my little preaching thing so i'm going to shut up yeah that. uh let's see well we see we, we talked about 
uh, you know, you touched on Agenda 21 um, and, you know, the COVID shot. The reality is, is, like I said, the PCR test was fraudulent, so people didn't have COVID, they had the flu. But now right. with, the, with the inoculations, now they are actually uh, getting COVID or getting their variant of COVID that they've created and also spreading it yep. uh, as a variant. And here's the funny thing, you know, they keep saying that the the variants of this is are spreading, right? That's what the media says. Do yourself a favor if you if you do go get tested for COVID, uh, ask them, uh, does this detect any of the variants? And the answer will be no. They can't tell you that it's a variant or what it is. Uh, so my question to them is is okay. If you don't have a test to test for the variant of what you say is spreading, then how do you know that it, you know, it's spreading? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. But um, but the reality is, is you know, the employers are facing uh, are forcing you know almost to the point of where it's creepy uh, to get that shot by you know some of it's an October first mandate some. Is it November 1st? Some of it's December 1st, depending on your company. Uh, but the reality is, is as you take the you take that shot, you you compromise your immune system. So the, the tough part, I believe, is actually going to come this winter um, for those people that took it. Uh, you're going to be far more susceptible to having medical issues or having the ability not to def defend yourself with your immunity. You're going to be pretty compromised. What, from what I understand, the third if the if the second shot hasn't done you in, the third one is the the first booster is enough to take everybody out, and and if it doesn't take you out, then uh, the the planned boosters that they had to have you take every six months would eventually do you in. So, but the reality is this, you know, in some countries, you know, the, everything around the passport is designed based on you having that vaccination status, right? in uh, being compliant. Well, you get your freedom, you take the shot. Well, uh, by the way, uh, it's expired now because there's a booster and you have to take it every six months. Otherwise, you lose your freedom. You want your freedom, you take the shot. So they're trying to get everybody set up to um, make it so that the condition of them being able to go to work or buy anything or go to a restaurant is conditional or on that shot. And I know I mentioned before that the digital passport for the VAX is made by IBM, which we all know, you know, for tracking the Jews in World War II was IBM. Yep. We know that. So nothing nothing changes. And I, I mentioned that previously on the show in regards to the tracking. Um, you know, but this is, like I said, this is a depopulation. Uh, it's anti-life. You know, they don't want people having kids. Uh, they want to depopulate the earth so that, you know, they kill the vast majority of us off. And there's, you know, there's a certain percentage of a slave force, you know, servant force to serve the elite. And the elite get all the resources of the earth for themselves. That's their plan. It's not going to come into fully into fruition. They lose. Um but we're in we're we're finally in the period now where everything that we're going to see from a biblical end time perspective uh, is going to come to light. Yep. Um, 
Now there is, like I've said, that a lot of people have said, well, this must be the mark. This shot must be the mark um, because I can't buy or sell without it. So there, you know, there's a lot of people basically saying, well, you take, you take this thing, you're going to hell. Reality is uh, there are people being forced against their will, held down and given the shot. Uh, I've seen the videos of it. I've seen it where in Australia, they, they inoculated the kids with this against the parental consent, uh, not even telling the parents in the, in the public school system. So my answer is to you, they didn't get the free will choice of choosing to whether to get that shot or not. It was, it was forced upon them. So it can't be the mark, no. but it is a great precursor, uh, to the idea and concept yep. of being able not to be able to buy and sell and the reality of that's that of what is coming with that. Um, but again, you know, like yourself, I've always held, uh, that the, the mark is Satan's offering of eternal life based on science and technology instead yep. of the eternal life that Jesus is going to offer. And you know what? A lot of people are going to take it. And, you know, we could even see a situation where a lot of people that don't die from this COVID shot that have a, uh, compromised health and they're sickly. A lot of the rapture dreams uh, and a lot of the dreams I've seen on YouTube of people uh, that took the shot that didn't get killed off by it. A lot of them had a lot of health problems and they were sickly. So what do you think was going to happen when, you know, these, 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 these entities, the entities show up to offer you eternal life based on science and technology, but you have to reject God in order to take it. I think there'll be, there'll be, there'll be a good percentage of people that will take it. You just know, for that. When you see all the scriptures of the people that are being judged during the tribulation period, he doesn't mention about them doing bad things. It says the fearful. The fearful. The judge, the people that are being judged are the fearful. Why are they fearful? Because they don't believe in the, the provision and protection that God has offered. They don't understand his plan. They rejected it when they heard it. They don't understand um, anything but science. Science becomes the unchallengeable belief system that everybody has. The ancient aliens, religion becomes the thing that is the most practical, logical thing. They're too sophisticated to believe in the the primitive superstitions of uh, of fantasy religion. Well, this science is, is the science is the priesthood, the new priesthood replacement. Yep. Exactly. And yet it is not even real science. It's fake science. Real it science is. concerns nothing but the word of God and all the promises and provisions that he has. So the people are without excuse. They made, you know, when it says that the angel came from heaven with a key that opened up the pit, the bottomless pit, the first thing that arose was smoke. When you look at it in the Greek, it leaves it as, you know, we just think of, you know, smoke from fire, which is down in hell. Yeah. And that's the way it is. But when we look in the Greek, we see that that has something of a whole different meaning. The smoke literally means a false belief system that prepares the way for what's coming out of inside the earth onto the earth. Man, that comes into the whole hollow, hollow earth thing, the, the oh, yeah. who they are, what they're going to do. Um, what this is, is the ancient aliens religion is the smoke, the false belief system that prepares the way for these entities to come. And when they do come, they come with science and technology. They explain every way, everything supernatural from God. And really, even the supernatural that God has created, we even the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that is still based on pure scientific process, a structure that God created. 
uh, the pineal gland, the the, uh, the whole idea of moving into the supernatural. The pineal gland we've connected to in electroencephalograms. We've noticed that there's a release of DMT that goes into the brain, the higher functions. Uh, DMT is the thing that keeps us um, gives us a moral compass, compass on the lower functions. The powerful elite, the fallen angels working with them, have done everything to calcify the pineal gland with fluoride in the water. And there's very, several various ways to make it so that we don't have a moral compass anymore. We're we're kind of lackadaisical. We're we're complacent, and we just you know let it go, let it be. Everything's cool. Um, in the higher functions, if you switch the switch to the pineal gland by taking, let's say, uh, magic mushrooms, psilocybin, uh, LSD, going into a, a chant of a mantra and blanking out your mind. These are the things that cause your DMT to flow, but you're controlling it or you're allowing other entities control it. God says, if you take his ways and trust him, praise and thanksgiving and worship to him, it will release DMT, but it'll do you're allowing him to do it under his terms. And then the healing process, the supernatural abilities, they've actually had electroencephalograms hooked up to people as they were praying over people in tongues, as they were laying hands and healing people. Um, it went off the charts to the DMT flow, but it was a flow triggered by God, directed by God, and it was the real deal. When you try to do it yourself, you're causing a false input it's achieving maybe what appears to be the same results but it's done by satan and it's not a good thing um we can't control the switch that's just like the the universe would tell us uh to find out the name of your guardian angel and develop a relationship with them my bible says there's only one person to go to and that's jesus christ he's the only one that has the answers he even said in amos why do you seek the stars and not the maker of the stars don't go to the program in the universe that i wrote go to me directly i'm the one that wrote it i can give you the real answer so some of these things astrology numerology they have a biblical truth to it but it's a biblical truth that god wants to be in control of and you go to him for the source and understanding you don't go to psychics and and these others that are getting it from the collective consciousness called the universe um the avatar was a good program to show about this concept and it's like Okay, you're going to the universe, and the universe is going to tell you what to do. That's the middleman. Why don't you go to the processors that controlled and created and wrote the program and knows everything in and out of it? Instead, you're going to the middleman, and the middleman's telling you what to do, and you're following the middleman. You go to the you go to the creator. The creator says that you set the limits to the universe where it can and can't go. It doesn't tell you what to do. You tell it what it can't and can't do. So, I said that to a Wiccan teacher one time. A person used to sit close to me by um gibraltar trade center when i was going to the holistic shows and eventually i never got in her case you know about what you were doing is evil and wicked and you're bad and all this kind of stuff i i, I explained it to her uh from a different way and she got to see a jesus that she never understood before when i left that place she was in tears wondering what are we going to do now how do we get a hold of you where you know you gave me so much hope and truth of things that i had never believed before so i mean she changed she didn't come out and be openly told me until it was the time when she knew I was maybe never going to see her again. And many other people were like that, because when I went there, I went there like Jesus did going to the, the inn when Matthew invited him. Matthew invited him to go to an inn to go to his party, because in the day of the religious people of his day, 
it was forbidden to even have any kind of social correspondence with um, a, with a Gentile. And here, not only a Gentile, but it was a bar where there was going to be whores and all kinds of other people of real repute. And he says, yeah, I'll be there. <clears throat> so for Matthew, he saw this guy is a real deal. He's not one of those religious hypocrites like the Pharisees or the Sadducees. He's, wow, he's going to come to my party. And what's the first thing Jesus talked about? It was God's offer of forgiveness and reconciliation. And he told the story about um, the two the two brothers and how one had squandered away everything, um, had forsaken everything, even his dad, his firstborn rights and everything. And the moment he repented, he came out, the dad came out and met him and hugged him and said that all that I have is yours. It's always been that way. That's true love and forgiveness. And that's what he was telling all of these people to give them a hope. And so not only did Matthew become a very confirmed uh, um, apostle, I mean, heck, he wrote the book of Matthew. <laughs> so, you know, you you bring people into the kingdom by showing respect and loving them where they're at and in offering them God's unconditional surrender to love, to pure love, that he had a plan for you before you were even born. And you'll never know that plan until you open your door to your heart and seek him with your whole heart. So, man, I've seen people get saved that I never thought would ever possibly have a chance of salvation. They look like somebody who's just destined to hell. But you, that's our human perception. The thing is that we got to go by what God sees. He sees way past that. Um, that's the time we're in right now. You know, the Bible, Jesus said that this world will not end until the gospel was preached in all the world. So if we want this crazy crap to end, we have to come in unity. We have to forgive uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ. Sometimes we even got to forgive. The world's never going to give you an even treatment. They got their own conditions. They have certain expectations, which are inhumanly possible, impossible to, to ever meet. And so sometimes we have to ask forgiveness, not only for people, but for a system, a corrupt system, um, a social structural order that keeps certain people repressed no matter what and certain others elevated no matter what. We got to forgive a system, not just a people. So I hope many of you that have been struggling uh, over class distinction, race, look at it not in a personal way, but look at it as this is the unfair system that God of this world has blinded the eyes of many and come against you. It's nothing personal. It's just the way the God of this world does. And usually the attacks that you are getting and hearing are the complete opposite of what God has called you to be. He's attacking the things that are threatening him the most. So they're going to threaten the things that are actually attributes. So if they say you're you're a loser because of your color or you're uh, dumb because of your class distinction or where you're at, you're never going to be anything. You need to realize it's the opposite. Wow, I came from nowhere, but so did Jesus. So did many of the prophets. But yet God has a plan for me bigger and greater than I ever could imagine. And he's attacking me on all the things that are keeping me away from being who I actually am. So it's just the opposite. What I, start recording and, and looking at what the enemy is always telling you, you're going to start seeing patterns. And the patterns you see are going to be the very things that God has endowed you with or is going to enter you into. And he's attacking that which threatens him the most, which is what God's gifts are for you. So every time you hear the crap, put it in a same but opposite reverse and realize, wow, this is what God has for me. Hey, you know what, devil? I don't believe in your lies anymore. I don't agree with them. Just get out of my head, man, because you're the loser. I'm going to accept what, thank you for tipping me off and knowing what my Lord has in store for me. I'm going to accept his stuff. I don't want to accept you. It'll be an epiphany. It'll be a big change in your lives. 
And I hope our audience is listening to this and, and start applying it. Start thinking about these things. When a God says to meditate on his word, he doesn't mean to just blank your name, up, your mind out and, and accept the Akashic record for hints and clues. He wants you to mull over these things. Look at all the possible scenarios. Jesus never said what if, but he says, if you. So if you means if you apply yourself, if you do this or don't do this, then this is what you can expect. These are promises. These give you hope. This gives you a hope for a vision. The Satan will always give you fear and anger. He'll say, well, what if this happened? Well, what if that happened? Well, what I do is turn around and say, well, what if the word of God is true? And then I quote, contrary to what he just spoke to me. And pretty soon he gets so frustrated, he knows he's you know, up against a brick wall and he'll just walk away and, and he'll start messing with something else. He's always going to mess with you, but he'll keep looking for that weak link in the chain. So don't have a weak link. You can have a chain that is solid and will never break if you stand on the promises and provisions from God and quote back the word uh, opposite of what he's saying. That's what Jesus did when he was 40 days in the desert, fasting and praying. As the devil would speak, he would come back with a scripture that was totally opposite of what he said. And finally, the devil just left out of frustration. He's realized, oh, I can't get through this guy. And hopefully he can't get through to you, whoever you are listening right now. Um, you know what? We went, whoa, an hour and 17 minutes. I don't know whether the whole production is that long, but. Uh, you know, for, the recording's at 53 minutes, so. Okay, well, we can break it up in part one and part two, I think. Okay. And I got a program now that I finally got used to, and I know how to use it and, and do so. What I'll do is I'll take this one. I'll chop it up maybe today or tomorrow, and then I'll send you a copy, and then we can post them together. Okay. Okay. All right, man. Cool. Uh, you want to close us in prayer then? Sure. Yep. Uh, Father in heaven, uh, we come to you tonight uh, to pray uh, for the United States and for the world in general, just all the chaos that uh, is going on in the life that is being disrupted um, due to just... Uh, the turbulent times we're now living in, whether it's COVID, whether it's natural disaster like floods, um, there's a lot of earthquakes going on, a lot of volcanic activity going on. So we know that time is becoming short. Um, we know that the end times deception, the UFO alien end time deception is coming, um, Lord. And uh, we, uh, we are longing and waiting to be with you. Um, we're growing weary and tired of being in this world. We want to go home and prepare to go home. Yes, and Father, I pray that you uh, will give us the wisdom and the peace and the understanding and the discernment um, to navigate these times ahead um, as we go through um, the things that are going to come to pass very, very soon. I pray that you would be with everybody in this night, keep everybody safe, um, pour out your love upon everyone. Uh, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, from Detroit and from Sioux Falls, God bless you guys. We love you and look forward to the next time we get to be able to share and talk. All right. Good night and God bless.